0: Reboot your credit card with Apple Card. It gives you unlimited daily cash back that can earn 4.15% annual percentage yield when you open a savings account. A high yield, low effort way to grow your money with no fees. Apply for Apple Card now and the wallet app on iPhone to start earning and growing your daily cash with savings today. Apple Card subject to credit approval. Savings is available to Apple Card owners, subject to eligibility. Savings accounts by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Terms apply Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, best. Yo Yo That's Yo shit Beth. crazy. On a Friday, it's all leaving with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on instagram and twitter at all even podcasts you can listen to the show on soundcloud as well as youtube so like share and subscribe to that it's a beautiful friday lots to get into thursday night football was great we're going to talk about that game nba news there's a lot to to discuss with that the mets have finally been sold it's official i don't even know how to feel nfl picks and the greatest segment on the planet dummy of the week So let's just jump right into it. Week 8 is underway in the NFL. We had a nice game on Thursday. Thursday night football was popping between the Falcons and the Panthers. Let's get into that game. Falcons win the game 25-17. Matt Ryan didn't have a great game throwing the ball, but he had a rushing touchdown that was impressive. He had 281 yards passing. He had an interception. Todd Gurley got into the end zone. He had 46 yards rushing. Brian Hill also got into the the action. 55 yards rushing. They had a great game on the ground as a team. 131 yards. Julio Jones went off seven catches, 137 yards. Hayden Hurst five catches, 54 yards. And the defense looked good. They looked impressive, man. They gave up some big plays, but they did not break. They did what they had to do to win this game. On the Panthers' side, Bridgewater got hurt. And after Bridgewater went down, that pretty much was the game. P.J. Walker got into the game, and, you know, they couldn't really move the chains after that. Mike Davis, another impressive game in his last start because McCaffrey's coming back 66 yards. D.J. Moore had 55 yards receiving. So, you know, the Panthers, they were... They were competitive. It was 16-14 at halftime, and then Falcons ended up getting the score. Todd Gurley gets into the end zone. So, you know, there's a lot of things that they can take away from this game that they can build on. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater is not one of them. The fact that he got hurt, it's a big deal, but hopefully he can be back. P.J. Walker cannot do the job for this team going forward. So both teams are in different situations because I see the Panthers at 3-5 and five they are still building. They have a rookie coach. Their, their best player has been out for a long time. They're building. I believe that they can be able to finish the season strong. On the Falcons side, the Falcons should definitely have a winning record right now. You look at their record, they're 2-6. and six. They can easily be 5-3 and three right now if they didn't blow so many leads. So my thing is this. Does the organization say to themselves, well, we should be 5-3, and three, so Maybe we got to keep this together or is this a time to actually evaluate and say we have a chance to get one of these good quarterbacks, these good young quarterbacks in this draft. Maybe we should table this season, get the young quarterback, have him stay behind Matt Ryan for a season, and then we make our decision and start the future after that. Maybe that's what they do. Instead of trying to really go ahead and win games, obviously you want to be competitive, But maybe it is time for them to start looking for the future, looking towards the future. Is Matt Ryan going to be your quarterback for the next six years? You have to make that decision. I really don't think they should. I think that they should blow the team up and start fresh. They can be able to start fresh with maybe a Dak Prescott. Maybe they start fresh with a rookie quarterback. Who knows? But I don't think that Matt Ryan is going to be able to get them where they want to be. He's had his chance. They lost the Super Bowl, and that's it. That's the era of Matt Ryan. It is fastly or quickly coming to an end. But you know what? Maybe, just maybe, the Panthers need to probably do the same thing. Listen, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I think his story is great. His comeback, he's been phenomenal in regards to what he's been through and what he's had to overcome. That I'm not taking that away from him. What I'm saying is that maybe they need to start looking for a quarterback as well. I always look at the quarterback position as currency. You always keep drafting quarterbacks. Even if you don't decide to go in that direction to turn the keys over to that particular guy, they're now an asset. Somebody else may want that person. So I think both teams need to draft quarterbacks and see exactly what the hell happens. Give some quarterback competition to Teddy Bridgewater and... Make up your mind. You got to think that Matt Rule is is having this type of mindset, right? He's coming from college. He's coming from Baylor. He knows exactly what type of quarterback he may be looking for. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, they, they signed into a nice lucrative deal, you know, for two or three years. But is he the future? Is he the answer? No. He's just a stopgap. He's a transitional quarterback in this situation. So you can bet. You can bet. Your ass that they're going to draft a quarterback. And for the Falcons, you know how much they can get for Julio Jones? If they're able to tear down this season and say, all right, that's it. They would get a boatload back for Julio Jones. They got to they start thinking this way, man. You got to be smart. It's over. Stop hanging on to it. Just let it go. Let him go. Get those draft picks. On some positive news for the Panthers, though, Christian McCaffrey will be back in week nine. Man, oh, man, I can't wait to see him. He's been on the shelf for this long for six weeks or so. It's time for him to get back. I think that they possibly may be able to go on a run because he's that talented. But do you actually want that? I think if you're Matt Rule, you got to be like, eh, maybe I... Maybe I split the carries with him and Mike Davis because we don't want to unleash him too much and make us be too good and then we lose out on one of these good draft picks. So just just watch this this backfield situation extremely closely, because if you start seeing Mike Davis getting a little bit more carries, you know exactly, exactly what the hell is going on in Carolina. All right, switching gears to New England. New England Patriots, they've lost two in a row. They've looked terrible. Reports are out that says that the players are available. There's no player on the roster that is not available for a trade. This is pretty interesting, to say the least. Like For for some reason, I feel that Cam Newton is going to be the scapegoat for this bad season. I, I don't know. Call me crazy, but... He's had two bad games, no touchdowns in the last two games, five interceptions, and Bill Belichick says, yeah, he's our guy, he's our starter. But do you really want to be Cam? There's no talent here. I don't know what Bill Belichick has done with the money, but the FBI needs to come in and check the Patriots because how can they meet the, the cap threshold when we don't see any talent on the field? Who are they giving the money to? Bill Belichick, he hasn't drafted well over the last three or four seasons. He's not signing anybody to any big deals. And this team is starting to reflect that. They look terrible. They have no talent. Julian Edelman is now banged up. He's been banged up for the last couple years. What else is new, right? So where does Cam Newton have to throw the ball to on Sunday? He has three undrafted guys that he's going to be able to throw the ball to on Sunday. (laughs) I don't don't know, man. I don't know what Bill Belichick is doing to Cam Newton, but I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. Their tight ends are the worst production tight ends in football. They have a total of like eight or nine catches for like 100 yards. I I don't know, man. The Bill Belichick that we know and love looks like the Bill Belichick that was coaching the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) Man, this is... This is interesting, man. This is going to be something interesting to watch because if they can't get a deal done and move some pieces around, then they're stuck with this team going forward for the rest of the season. Can they rebound? We're going to see. But it, it doesn't look good right now. Cam has to prove that he still got it because if he flounders here, I don't see Cam getting another chance being a starting quarterback anywhere in football if he ends up leaving the team after the season. So he has a lot to prove. I hope that he can be able to do it. I wasn't his biggest supporter, but I'm hoping that things work out for him, man, because I really don't want to see his career end at such a young age. I really don't, especially at the hands of Bill Belichick. (laughs) No, you don't want to do that, man. You don't want to be Drew Bledsoe, Cam. Just think about that. Don't become Drew Bledsoe. All right, coming up after the break, my NFL picks on a Friday it's all even I am so stressed because I hate my job let me guess you're at a dead-end job and find it hard not to press the snooze button Well, come down to Connecticut School of Broadcasting we have campuses in Westbury New York Boston Connecticut New Jersey North Carolina Georgia and Florida Develop your skills in broadcast media that include audio production, television, radio, and sports broadcasting. Learn from industry professionals in a small, intimate class setting for a better experience. The hands-on training is second to none. And if you're worried about what to do after graduation, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting helps you to get job placement. Take it from me. It took me seven years to get here and it's been the best time of my life. Go to GoCSB.com or dial 1 800 887 2346 for a studio tour. And who knows, maybe you'll be the next media superstar. Welcome back, y'all. So let's just get right into it. Week 8 NFL picks. Here we go. Let's start off with the Cowboys and Eagles. I am not picking the Cowboys for the rest of the season. I don't care if they do win. Eagles win this game 35 to 10. They're going to put a beat down on the Cowboys. The Cowboys can't stop anything over the top. They can't stop the running game. I think Carson Wentz is going to have a great game. It doesn't matter if he doesn't have anybody to pass to. Whoever is on the field for the Eagles will have a career night on the Cowboys. Every loss for the Cowboys puts another nail in the coffin for Mike McCarthy I think I think that Jerry may succumb to the pressure and he may end up firing Mike McCarthy so we'll see I don't want it to happen but stranger things have happened in Dallas and we we shouldn't be surprised next game after this is going to be the Patriots and the Bills Patriots are two and four Bills are five and two coming off a big win against the Jets a tough hard nosed win against the Jets I got the bills winning this game 27 to 17 bills are just a better team defensively they're better team offensively they have everything working I think they're going to be able to to move the ball whenever they want to control the clock Cam Newton is going to have another game that he struggles throwing the football he doesn't have anybody to throw to like I said they have three undrafted guys catching the football their tight ends are the worst in the league in regards to receptions it's not going to be a good situation for New England. They're going to lose this game, and they're going to fall to 2-5. Next game we have on the docket is going to be the Titans at Bengals. Titans are 5-1. Bengals are 1-5-1. I had the Titans winning this game, and they're going to win it easily. I had them winning 35-24. to 24. Titans are just the better team. They have the better quarterback at this point. They have the best running back in the game. They are a complete football team. They showed a lot of moxie in that game against the uh, the Steelers. Somebody had to win. Somebody had to lose. So you don't really take much away from that game. For the Bengals, listen, I, I say it every week. It's not about this year. But what Joe Burrow is showing me is that he's ready for primetime. He's ready to be the guy. And A.J. Green is having a good year. Zach Taylor has proven a lot to me in regards to what he can do offensively. Listen, it's still a struggle in regards to wins. But sometimes you can really look between those those wins and losses and say, you know, we're really building on something great here. And I think that Cincinnati is actually doing that. You know, they're, they're putting their quarterback in positions to be able to be successful. And that's all that you can ask for when you're a young quarterback. Next game after this is going to be the Raiders and Browns. Raiders are 3-3. Three three, Browns are 5-2. I have the Raiders winning this game in a shootout. to I think Derek Carr is going to have a fabulous game, 340 yards passing, two touchdowns. But the story of this game is actually going to be both teams' defensive line. What defensive line is going to be able to get to the quarterback more? And I believe that the Raiders have the line to be able to frustrate and really send Baker Mayfield into a panic. He's not a good quarterback. So if you put some pressure on him, he's going to make bad decisions and cough the football up. So that's all the Raiders have to do. They got to stick with the plan, push on that offensive line, create some havoc, and he will end up being a double agent and giving you the football. So (laughs) you don't have to worry about Baker Mayfield winning any football game for you. Although, listen, he had a nice impressive drive last week. That's an outlier. Not going to happen again. Not in this game. Next game we have on the list is going to be one of the games I'm going to be watching closely. I think it's going to be one of the games of the week. The Colts and the Lions, Colts are four and two, Lions are three and three, Lions are riding high. They just made a trade for Everson Griffin from the Cowboys, so they've strengthened their, you know, their defensive line. I have the Colts winning this game though. I have them winning 28 to 20. Colts defense, they're just phenomenal. They can get after you. They take the football away. There's a lot of things that they can be able to do to frustrate a quarterback. Phillip Rivers just has to do just enough to get this team to win. They don't have to do much, they have a great offensive line, they have a decent running game, but that defense, man, that defense gets after you. And this is gonna be one of those games where somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. Not saying that the Lions are a bad team, they're just running into a really, really good defense. Next game after this is gonna be the Vikings at Packers. Vikings are one and five, Packers are five and one. Packers win this game, they're gonna win it 37 to 25. And Aaron Rodgers does what Aaron Rodgers does. He's going to have 300 yards, three touchdowns. Devontae Adams may end up going off for 200 yards again. That combination is just so deadly, It's so dangerous. Yes, Aaron Jones is banged up, but they can still be able to get it done. There is nothing that the Vikings can be able to do to stop this bus saw from running through them. You know, they have to start worrying about or thinking about how they're going to build for the future. They have some really good pieces, but they also have some pieces that they have to get rid of. So, you know, they're in flux. They're one and five. I don't think that they're as bad as one and five, but they're not a team with a winning record either. So, they're a little bit in between. And when you're a team that's in between, that's not where you want to be. That's really not where you want to be. Next game after this is going to be the Jets at Chiefs. Jets are 0 and 7, Chiefs are 6 and 1. They may have to call off the game after the second quarter. This is not going to be close. I have the the Chiefs winning this game 42 to 20 and most of those 20 points by the Jets is going to be in garbage time They're not going to be able to move the ball They're not going to be able to do a damn thing on this Chiefs team They're going to be able to experiment run some trick gadget plays do whatever the hell they want on this Jets Because Adam Gase doesn't know his head from his ass Next game after this is going to be a good one between the Rams and the Dolphins Rams are 5-2, flying high. Dolphins are 3-3. Three three. I had the Rams winning this game, but it's going to be a tough game. 24-21. to 21. This is going to be Tua Tagovailoa's first start. They don't have any tape on him. I think he's going to be able to fly around. He's going to be able to get into the running lanes and create some havoc. You know, they have Aaron Donald over there on the Rams. He, he may be able to contain him a little bit, but we're going to see. I, I think we're going to see a dynamic, dynamic performance by Tua. But in a loss, they're gonna lose the game, but you're still gonna see an impressive, impressive showing by the rookie quarterback. Next game after this is gonna be possibly the game of the week, if not the game of the week, Steelers and Ravens. Steelers are six and zero. Ravens are five and one. I got the Steelers winning this game, man. They win this game 27 to 17. I think the Ravens are gonna struggle. I think Lamar Jackson is gonna struggle. The running game for the Ravens hasn't impressed me all season. They're not going to impress me in this game. Other than Lamar Jackson running the football, they got nothing. And the Steelers know that. They're going to be able to put some pressure, put stuff the box, contain Lamar Jackson. And they don't have to worry about getting beat over the top because you got Minka and Fitzpatrick out there. Their secondary is, is really, really good. So I don't see Hollywood breaking off a big run. It, it's going to be a struggle for the Ravens all game long next game after this is going to be the Chargers and Broncos Chargers are two and four Broncos are two and four as well I had the Chargers winning this game slightly but I had them winning 20 to 17 I think that Justin Herbert is the real deal I love watching the guy play he's he's phenomenal there's nothing bad that I can say about Justin Herbert he can make any throw he's elusive he can get out of the pocket he can run there's there's nothing that he can't do for the Broncos, Drew Locke is back. They looked impressive last week, but they're going to lose this game. Nothing to be ashamed of. They're in rebuild mode. They have to figure out what they're going to do. Their running game is still banged up. Melvin Gordon is still banged up. So, you know, there's nothing to really be upset about if they do lose this game. Next game after this is going to be a doozy between the Saints and the Bears. Saints are 4-2. and two. Bears D is 5-2. and two. I don't know how the hell the Bears got to 5-2 and two because... Both of their quarterbacks have underperformed. It's been terrible. I have the Saints winning this game 27 to 15. I don't think the Bears are going to be able to score any points. And the Saints are going to be able to do what they do. They can be able to control the running game. They can be able to minimize the turnover battle and dominate. The only thing that can possibly sway this game is if Khalil Mack and that front seven can be able to get to Drew Brees. It's very possible. But even if they get to Drew Brees, can the Bears score? Are the Bears gonna be able to capitalize on these three and outs? I don't see that happening. So this is why I got the Saints winning this game. Next game after this is going to be the 49ers against the Seahawks. 49ers are four and three, Seahawks are five and one. I got the 49ers winning this game. Listen, call me crazy, but I got the Niners winning this game in a low scoring affair. It's gonna be 23 to 20. Niners end up playing some good defense, and they suffocate Russell Wilson. He's going to turn the ball over against this defense. I just think that they're getting healthy. They're starting to understand what they have to do, and the the Seahawks can't stop anybody. As bad as the offense for the Niners looks sometimes, Seahawks can't stop anybody. Why should anybody feel confident about picking the Seahawks with that awful defense that they have? Why? As great as Russell Wilson is, at some point, that defense is going to come back and haunt them. They're going to lose games because of it. That's that's exactly what's going to happen. So I'm picking the 49ers, and I'm picking them solidly to win this game. Next game we have is going to be the Monday night football game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New York Giants. Buccaneers are 5-2, Giants are 1-6, and I'm going out on a limb. I'm picking the Giants to win this game for one reason. Tom Brady just doesn't play well against the Giants (laughs) this is why I'm picking the Giants I feel that the Giants are going to come out they're going to come out motivated and they're going to have a great game Giants win this game 27 to 24 it's going to be a shock Daniel Jones plays his best game of the season probably for his career and they end up shocking the world and beating Tampa Bay and these Buccaneers They'll, they'll, the Buccaneers will be able to be all right once A.B. gets there. But until A.B. gets there, they don't have a shot. They don't have a shot to win this game. And that does it for my Week 8 NFL picks. Pretty good. Pretty good. I feel confident. I feel like I'm about to, like, go maybe 15-1, and 13-3, and three, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I'm always good at these things. Don't debate me. Coming up after the break, it's a lot of interesting stuff going on in New York City. On a Friday, it's all even. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJ G Money, representing that Flip the Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening. I'm tuned in. I'm tapped in to a brand new podcast called the All Even Podcast with my man Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now. I'm tuned in. Fire, fire, all even. We here. Let's go welcome back y'all everybody gather around gather around children of all ages old people young people it doesn't matter come and see our circus who do we have to show you come on step right up step right up and see the brooklyn big top circus we have amari stoudemire he hasn't coached anybody. But come and see him. Come and see him on the sidelines. Who else do you want to see? We have Steve Nash. And don't worry about Steve Nash. The player said that he's not going to have to worry about coaching the team all the time. Everybody's the coach. Even you guys can be the coach. Just come on and give me $5. You can be the coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Who else do we have? We have... The newest assistant coach. We have Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni is now the assistant coach. And he's going to help us win the championship. Right here. At Brooklyn Big Top. The Brooklyn Nets. Welcome, welcome all. To the newest NBA fiasco. The Brooklyn Nets. They have no idea what they're doing. So let me get this straight. You have a rookie head coach, no experience, great basketball mind. He's a Hall of Famer. All of those things are great. You have Jacques Vaughn, who I think should have been the head coach. They give him the assistant, lead assistant job. He's the highest paid assistant in the NBA. Then you bring in Amari Stoudemire as an assistant coach. Why? Then you hear that Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are saying, Yeah, hey, we don't, it's, it's all right. We don't really need a head coach. Everybody can be a head coach. And the biggest news is that Mike Dantoni <laughs> has agreed to be the assistant coach as well on this team. So you have a staff full of guys that have never gotten over the hump. So my question to you is, who is actually going to help Steve Nash get better? Is it going to be Mike D'Antoni? Is it going to be Amari Stoudemire? Is it going to be Yudoka? Who? I, I have never seen a situation like this. You have so many hands in the pot already. Who's leading this team? It it, it certainly is not the head coach. You have so many people in this situation that are like undermining what can possibly be a good season for the Nets. But it's turned into a complete circus. I told you, they're starting to, I'm starting to smell a little Clippers fish in New York. It's starting to smell very Clippers like over here. And even the Clippers had their front office together. What, what are we doing here? Mike D'Antoni, one of the most failed coaches in NBA history. And he's so desperate to keep a job that he's willing to take an assistant coaching job for a guy that's never been a coach before. <laughs> like, and these, I, take, I keep saying it, these bum ass retread coaches just continue to pop up and get jobs. While guys like Mark Jackson continue to not be employed. Not saying that he would take an assistant coaching job. He has more respect for himself than that. But the fact that he is not the head coach of this team shocks me. Instead, you have a conglomerate of idiots. Conglomerate. And listen, Steve Nash may end up being a decent coach, but can we actually give him any props? Who's pulling the strings here? We don't know. Mike D'Antoni's here. This guy's here. Kyrie Irving's coaching today. Kevin Kevin Durant's coaching today. So how much credit can we actually give Steve Nash going forward? What a disaster. And the season hasn't even started yet. The only thing that would make this the the best offseason to me is if they trade for Paul George. (laughs) Please, please just for my entertainment purposes. Please, Brooklyn, trade for Paul George. Have Flight Risk George, have Panic P, have Waldo George be the third guy on your team. Please, please. I would love to see that happen. You guys are the most interesting story in the NBA this entire year. It's not the Clippers trying to get back. It's not the Warriors you know, regaining their championship level. It's not the Lakers repeating. It's not, where's Giannis going? It's the Brooklyn Nets big top circus. That's the biggest story. Every other week, you guys are in the news for something negative. In my opinion, this is not something positive. What a joke. I got my popcorn ready. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I I am so ready for this season to start especially because of these Brooklyn Nets. In other news, the NBA is opening up their facilities. All 30 teams have the clearance to open up their facilities, but they can only have 10 players at a time. Hey, listen, which is a good thing. The NBA has been very responsible in regards to how they do things. Their COVID-19 protocols are excellent, so they're going to continue to lead the way, and be the example of the sporting world. In other news as well for the NBA, they're thinking about possibly having a 50-game season if they're going to start in January. Listen, I, I prefer a January start for this year. Going forward, I like the Christmas idea. I love it. But for this season, I believe that a January start is the right thing to do. I don't care what type of TV deal. I don't care what's... What you got to work out, Adam Silva, get it done. A December 1 training camp is just too soon. It's too soon. Push it back another month and get ready for a nice, you know, compact season, 50 games, race to the finish, playoffs, boom. That's fine. I don't mind that. But in the end of the day, you know, let's, let's really focus on you can't, Go back to normal right now. There is no normal for right now. So let's work with what we got. Let's have the best NBA season that we possibly can. Let the Lakers get whatever player they want. If they want to trade for Giannis or they want to trade for Luka, doesn't matter. Just waive all the salary cap restrictions and get it done. They can have Danny Green, a bag of Cheetos, Kyle Kuzma, a bag of Skittles, and some slippers. That'll get the deal done. That's it, no argument. In other news, though, I don't, I don't know how to feel. I really don't know how to react right now. But the Mets are officially sold. It's official. Steve Cohen is now the full owner of the Mets. Major League Baseball's owners have approved the bid. What more? What more can I say? The Wilpons are gone. I never thought that I would actually say those words in my lifetime. Maybe in my son's lifetime, maybe he would be able to grow up and say, man, these Wilpons are selling the team. This is is fantastic. I never thought that at 35 years old, I would still have a chance at Joy to watch baseball, to be a fan, to be happy of what I'm seeing on the field. Not saying that we don't have any great players. DeGrom is here. You know, we have some guys. Syndergaard I love. I, I love Conforto, but that stink that was coming from the ownership box, that's what was bothering me, and the fact that there's no stink anymore, we just Febreze the entire organization, Steve Cohen, billionaire Steve Cohen, we can be able to put money into this team, one of my friends said to me today on Instagram, listen, we just hope that this owner is not as bad as the Willpons." and I say, nothing can be as bad as the Will pons. nothing, there's nothing that can be worse than what we had with the Wilpons. Nothing. They're the cheapest owners in baseball, and they're in the biggest market. All the pain, all the depression, all the conversations I used to have with other Mets fans that we used to just look at each other in just sadness. No words for like five or six minutes, and then somebody would say, fucking Wilpons, man. Like, what, what are we, why can't we be the Yankees? Why can't we be the Dodgers? Why can't we be the Red Sox? The Cubs. Any team that spends. I don't give a shit who it is. That's what the conversation is. And then we start talking about all the pain. 2000. 2006. 2007. 2008. 2015. All of these painful memories. The Jason Bay years. Remember those? They're all done now. It's all a part of the past. Let's move on. Let's create some new memories, and let's spend a ton. Obviously, we want to spend smart, but let's still spend a ton. If the next great young player is in free agency, give them the money. I would like to see that. 250 no problem. 350 no problem. Get it done. And they better not ever show their face in City Field as well. Don't think that just because you don't own the team, you can be able to buy a ticket like a civilian and sit there and watch Met games. Nobody wants to see you guys there. Nobody wants to see you guys anywhere near the stadium because if you're there, you're going to get booed out of the building. I don't want you nowhere near the Mets. Take your money and go. Leave New York and never come back. Never come back, not even for vacation. Don't even say New and York in the same sentence. Don't do it. Close that chapter and never look back, Will Pons. Never look back. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on a planet dummy of the week on a Friday. It's all even. This is a public service announcement. Down in your luck. Tired of being curved. Sick of going out with the fellas and being the only loser without a lady? Well, I got something for you. It's called Sex Panther. (laughs) Legend has it that it's made out of real bits of real Panther, so you know it's good. To men, it stings the nostrils, but to women, you may as well be a slab of meat in the dog pound. And that's not all it does. You could be getting ready to see that special fox, and disaster hits. No money in the budget for gas, only dinner for two. No problem. The fumes from Sex Panther can give your car 38 miles to the gallon. Sold you yet? I thought so. For $69.99, go from unlovable loser to the cock in the walk. Sex Panther. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the Planet Dummy of the Week. Dummy. Yeah. We pick candidates on Monday and Friday and then we pick the winner on that Friday show. Who is my Dummy of the Week this week? May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is all the fans that take advice from celebrities. They all are my... Because here's the thing. Let's take, for example, 50. 50's trolling about how, you know, he gonna vote for Trump because tax break. Everybody, yeah, he's right. I'm not gonna do it either. You win 50's tax bracket? Do you have 50 money? So how does that affect you (laughs) when you're working at Denny's? Or Lil Wayne coming out and saying, yeah, he's supporting... Trump and all that. All right, cool. That's fine. But then you got the fans saying, yeah, I'm going to do the same thing because, you know, I, I have the same type of mindset that you do. You live the same lifestyle that he does. See, he can be able to take risks like that. Why? Because people like y'all put money in his pocket for him to live a lifestyle that he chooses to live while you're struggling to pay your rent while you're struggling to put food on your table while you're struggling to put clothes on your kid's back you're putting money into his pocket so he can be able to vote for whoever he wants to to be able to continue to line his pockets well why would you side with somebody like that why would you take advice from somebody that doesn't know you that lives a completely different lifestyle that you do. And comes from a different world that you do. I never understood it. I never understood when like, even as a kid, I would see these commercials. And, you know, you'd have a celebrity saying, hey, buy this product. I'm like, this is the stupidest thing ever. Why would anybody believe this? Why would anybody buy a product all because Ted Danson is, is endorsing it? Like, what? <laughs> How does that make sense? How? I'm, (laughs) I'm Tom Selleck. Drink Pepsi. Oh my goodness, love. I love Tom Selleck. I love Magnum Pi. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy some Pepsi now. For what? Like, how does that, how does that make sense? So, people need to start realizing that you gotta make up your own minds. You can't listen to some musician. You can't listen to a celebrity. You can't listen to an athlete that tells you, "Yo, yo you gotta, you gotta do this." But do it for yourself. Do the research. And do it yourself. Don't say, "Well, he's right." I'm, I'm. <laughs> they ain't putting no money in your damn pocket. Oh, look, the, the, the tax breaks. They're, they're, they're trying to ruin the economy. Oh, they're right. Trying to ruin the economy. Exactly. How much money do you make? I make about $800,000 a year. How much do you make? Y'all make about $35,000 a year. Huh? We're we not in the same conversation, my man. Listen. Do your research. Don't allow these people to convince you otherwise. To make up your minds for you. Because at the end of the day, if you do that, then you're just sheep. You don't have a mind of your own. So how are you supposed to raise kids? You're supposed to now tell your kids, you got, to, you have to listen to me. You got, can't go look at you like, man, shut up. You just listen to 50 Cent. <laughs> you just listen to Lil Wayne. You just listen to Chad Ocho Singo. I, I don't want to listen to you. These people are crazy. Four days. Four days. And I hope that everybody has made up their mind. The undecideds, I don't understand that either. Pick a side. Do your research and go vote. And don't let these musicians and don't let these entertainers tell you what to do or who to, who to vote for. It's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Hey, I'm such and such. Please buy this sperm cream. Like, <laughs> What? Oh, yo, I seen the dude. Yeah, he was on that show that one time. I liked the way he was like, I'm going to buy that sperm cream. What? (laughs) What are we talking about here? Like, I don't know, man. I don't know what's wrong with this country. I hope it gets better, but I don't know. So my message to y'all, here's a PSA. Do your research, don't listen to the BS, don't listen to all of this like noise that's going around about a laptop (laughs) that nobody knows where it came from and the person that found it is blind, none of that stuff, right, none of that stuff, do your research and look at your choices. And find out what direction you want this country to go in. So fans of all of these entertainers, you may have been losers for spending all this money on stuff that you didn't want all because they told you to buy it. But you're a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this week. Like I said, there's four days to go. Please go out there and vote. Cast your ballots Early, if you have a mail-in ballot, do not mail it in. You put that in the in the ballot box or, you know, the, the, the absentee box or whatever they call it. Put it in there. Don't mail it. It's too late for that. Take your ass to the polls. Drop it in that box. Or on November 3rd, you get on that line. In New York, early voting ends on Sunday. So you got a couple days to get your vote in. Let's do this. Let's change America. Let's vote at every level. We have a civic duty to vote. So people that don't vote, y'all crazy. Y'all need to stop. Make sure you vote because there's so many people that have died for your right to vote. And you're disrespecting them when you don't cast your vote. Period. Period. I'll see y'all on Monday, a day before November 3rd. Until then, stay safe. Stay smart. Peace. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on SoundCloud. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to share, like, and hit that subscribe button.